Hey everybody, Amy here. Um, this is just a general disclaimer before you get into the podcast. Um, if you are easily triggered by descriptions of murder, graphic detail, or it's just not your thing, um, feel free to skip this episode and listen to one of our previous episodes or you can also check out our guys at Master POS Theater and just join us on the next one. Um, so just a disclaimer, this is for mature audiences only, 18 years plus. Um, your listener discretion is advised. Thanks so much and we hope you enjoy the episode. What's up, bitch? Hi, Amy. I'm great, and I hope you are too. It's Friday. It is. Thank gosh. Um, we have a special guest. I mean, he's he's been on here. I mean, he might as well just be a member of our podcast at this point. I mean, we we love him. You know, I mean, even though you are Master POS Theater, right? You're pretty much one of the official witches now. Yeah. I mean, you You, you, you're a wizard. (laughs) You're a wizard, pickerel. This is great. <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad to be here to talk about ancestors. So, um, <laughs> as uh, you can tell, you are in a room with a Ravenclaw, a Hufflepuff, and a Slytherin. Yeah, me and the Gryffindors in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, don't look at me, dude. I got nothing to do with this. <laughs> He's like, he wants to throw something through this he glass. Does. He does. For somebody so, bringing up some Harry Potter shit. So, <laughs> is what um, it is. Tonight is a <laughs> serial, serial killer. killer podcast. Serial killer. He's and a- we have... We kill Fruit Loops. One that we've mentioned on the podcast, but we haven't gone and dug into his story. But that's going to change tonight. We're going to get into it. This um, is going to get real dark. It is going to get very dark. Oh, so no wonder you're here tonight. Oh, yes. real, real quick. Uh, <laughs> yes. If I'm not mistaken, the last one, there was he- oh, yeah. heavily al- lots of alcohol involved, it right? Was. It's Kroll. been a while. It was um, recording. Yeah, 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 that, that, that was bad. We, well, no, that wasn't the last one. That was the one before Jennifer joined us. Well, I'm talking about the one yeah. I was on. Yeah, the yeah. last so, one that he was on. Yeah. That was so, yeah. So, uh, very much... Sipping on a little bit of wine. I'm not inebriated by any means, so this should be a little. This should be a little bit better. I've had wine call. All right. So, go ahead. Even though she's not really talking, she's not going to talk. I'm sure you might hear someone giggling in the background, right? Or, or probably making crazy faces. That's going to make us laugh a little bit because it's going to be like, what the fuck is? We had Jessica. Yes, Jessica. 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 You gotta add the cur to it. It's yeah. not just cur, it's just cur. Jessica. Okay, that's not weird. Then it <laughs> is weird. Eat that banana, big daddy. Oh, eat yeah. that banana, big daddy. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Slow down. That's eat so it wrong. slower. That's so wrong. Our poor listener's ears right there. He just he just ate oh, the side of a banana. That's so Do wrong. Do we want to restart this? No, we don't. We're okay. keeping it. It's great. Okay, so. So, before we get into the serial killer, anybody yes. got anything going on in the in the news or anybody got anything uh, just weird just watched the finale of WandaVision we did. thoroughly enjoyed that show if you're into I, Marvel and stuff <clears> like that you should I, may it, have, it, uh, I may have cried it's we weird are. it's weird AF <laughs> 
Ah, there yeah. you go. Oh, nice. Shout out to Blair with the banana. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to Blair with the banana. There you go. Um, there you go. We might I cried while we were watching WandaVision. She cries at everything. They, uh, they made fun of me, but it was beautiful. You cry at everything. Y'all know that I mean, that Real quick, uh, like who knew that Elizabeth Olsen could act like a motherfucker? Right? She is badass. Amazing. I love and her. Got Amazing. some boobage going on because, you know, her sisters ain't had no titties. Yeah, yeah but she's real. But Elizabeth, yeah. But she's she made a lot of comments about how she doesn't like, you know, the comic Scarlet Witch with all the boobage. Well, she she, she has it. She has it, but I love her Good Scarlet owner. Witch costume. Yeah. It's fantastic. Good on her. She looked great. The show was great. Amazing. Add it's more a great questions, show. but, you know, I we'll loved have to it. wait for it. It That's... made me happy. That's how. to be expected from Marvel. And the first uh, I got Marvel. a jerk-off motion from Denny, so that's great. This is <laughs> probably um, going to be a reoccurring theme. Probably. <laughs> throughout the night. Probably. Throughout this tale. We might get high off paint fumes because, you know, we're it's redoing right. the kitchen. Y'all are, and it looks good yeah, so I really far. I like the tile. I think yeah, it looks the really tile good. looks I like really the white. good. So. That right there. Are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with the hinges? The hinges? Oh, I've got um, a kind of like dark bronze spray paint. That's mm. metallic that we're spray painting them. And we're going to do that for now until we can kind of decide on what kind of hardware we want, really. Because these are such, these are handmade cabinets. These aren't like the ones that you go to Lowe's oh, okay. and you buy. Yeah. And they've got the locking mechanism in them. So you have to push the button in order to open the yeah. cabinet. So there are specific kind of hardware. So kind of trying to keep what we got until okay. we can decide or ain't have the money later to do it gotcha. ain't nothing wrong with that so but so far it looks good i love the white paint on the cabinets we were gonna good. go with black but mm. didn't convince me to do the white and the would, it looks really good the white opens it up yeah. even though it's an open kitchen the white yeah. actually opens. and um i'm painting the countertops like a dark yeah. gray to kind of go along with that's what yeah, I was going to say. In the gray backsplash. would be very pretty. Yeah, yeah. and um, we've got kind of like a grayish, whitish kind of um, tile we're going to put down on the floor. But of course, that's going to be last. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's going to look really, really good when we're done. I'm excited um, to see it. We're going to paint completed. the stove because I can't get a new stove yet. It still works. Um, right. And we're Plus, painting. it's a big stove. It it's is so a big weird. stove. You're going to have to box a new one in, right? Yeah, or tear out that small countertop as soon as you walk in the kitchen. Um, yeah. But for now, just kind of cleaning it up and making we're it look better. We're work in progress. And we like are digressing. It. We yes. just have to kind of <clears throat> work into it. I got you. Yeah, because um, this one's going to get Yeah, real. this one's going to get rough. I'm forewarning you guys, it's going to get rough. At the beginning. It's going to be real bad. We're going to have a lot of dark humor real in this rough. one, um, aren't we? Real yeah. rough. Okay, good. Yeah. He's... He's up there with Mr. Fish. He's, he's up there with Albert. I think he's worse than Albert. In some mm. instances, because he might be. Because yeah. when we get into it, because of his numbers. By yeah. the way. His numbers are... Yeah. I am addicted to scared to death now. Oh, it's now. a great podcast. I am fucking addicted to it. I fucking love it. It is good. And the book is really good. And I, I have, have to let you borrow that. They, I've heard, please do. I have heard, I've been listening to all the background. There's some stories that he's talked about on there mm -hmm. that I want to dive into on oh, yeah. my part of the podcast. Because these are some of the well, things that, the, like his last, the one before this week, the last one, The Watcher. Oh yeah, the watch was dude. Fudged. I want to get into that because that is one of my absolute. The one favorites. from this week was this screwy. was fucked up. And normally they don't bother me, 
But the dude, dude living in the attic, dude living in the attic, really screwed like, me up. It was it twenty-seven was, inches high and like five or six. Foot. He was almost six foot tall. An upstairs crawl space. Yeah, That's so basically what it was. Tall, like, and he lived in it. Oh, it was. Like think of my daughter up. and how tall oh, she God. is. It's just a little bit shorter than her. It was, uh, it was yeah. weird. Oh gosh. Yeah, that and I'm was, like, uh, what's Lindy's story? No, right? no, that was that Dan's. That was his first story. About the dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hers was about the... Um, and I've given up on my favorite Mary. Yeah, I have to. They, uh, um, well, they just... Uh, it's the same thing. And they I, whine I just, and piss and moan. I don't, I don't care for it. I do like This Is Why We Drink, though. I ain't listening because to that. Because that, that, you need to listen to it. It is fantastic. I do love them. Um, they did a whole thing on the whole QAnon. Like, they did a three-part, like, debunking, because this girl is just okay. like, I hate this shit. All you got to do is listen to any of their uh, conspiracies, and they debunk themselves. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but um, either way, I enjoyed that one. I listened to that yeah. one. But I've basically unsubscribed from My Favorite Murder because it's just, it doesn't interest me anymore. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not good. They just, I just, they just whine about every fucking thing. But, you know, again, I digress, but yeah, I wanted we're to... we're digressing. I, I wanted to shout that out because you wanna, I You want to keep it light yeah. till it gets real till dark. Because it's getting to get dark. I wanted to just thank you for that because I'm oh. addicted, and I absolutely love it. And I've even started watching the podcast so I can see Lindsay's socks because yeah. I want her weird socks. They're fantastic. Oh, love She's it. She's a crystal loving bitch like us. So love it, love it, love it. It makes me happy. She's quite funny. She is. Yeah. She's I hilarious. think they play off of each other very well. Um. Yeah, yeah. so... Who All are right. we talking about? Because we <clears throat> I have no fucking idea. About Andre Chikatilo. Andre Chikatilo. Chikatilo. Yes. Yogi. Um, he was born on October the sixteenth, nineteen thirty nine. Nineteen thirty nine. I mean, I'm right. sorry, thirty six. I stand corrected. Right before World War Two. Nineteen thirty six. Huh? Yes. For the Germans, huh? Yes. Zieg Heil. Um, Zieg Heil. Oh, we shouldn't do that now because mm. somebody will get. But hurt and yeah. wanna, you know culture. what? You know what? I'm offended by people that get offended by shit. Me too. Shit, ma'am. Bunch of bitches. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> sorry. No, no, it's fine. He was born in the Soviet Union. So he's Russian. Yes, in, U- in Ukraine. What's the fucking difference? I mean, there is no. They, they, they're all combined so eventually, yeah. right? Right, yeah. At the time of his birth, Ukraine was in the grip of a famine that was caused by... Potatoes. You're close. I don't know. I don't know. Either. Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Stalin. Oh, Stalin? No. Lots of vodka. You, you know what? He was, it was called, like the famine he, was caused by Stalin. Yeah, because he was a piece of shit. He was a piece of shit. He, he ranks up there with Adolf and... Yeah. Genghis Khan and Joachim Kroll. Kroll yeah, all of that. Andre Tinkatillo. All of that, yeah. But um, a lot of that happened because of the cultivation of his agriculture. That, he was just you know, make, he was trying just to make vodka. forcing these people to just work and farm for basically nothing, which is kind of what Joachim Kroll's family was kind of dealing right, with in right, Germany. Right. That's right. Um, so his parents were farmers. <sighs> What were they? they were laborers. Like potato um, farmers? Who look <laughs> farmers? It doesn't tell me specifically what they formed, sheep? but ah. I would assume it would have to be with something to no, do he with wasn't food. A sheep oh. No, this one isn't in this so one. So he isn't, wasn't a pig yeah. fucker either? Nope. Mm, no, 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 no. Was no, he no. a pedophile? 
We're going to get there. Oh, <clears throat> shit. Um, now, their family received no wages for their work. Nice. But instead received the right to cultivate a plot of land behind a family hut. There you go. So you have so you that. Can, you got Here, your potatoes. You can have this land, but you're not going to make any money. Make you some vodka. But you, but you can have this land. Yeah. <laughs> so because of that, the family seldom had enough food. And uh, Chikatilo himself claimed not to have eaten bread until the age of 12 years old. That's fucked up because bread is it's awesome. It Carbs, definitely man. is. I love it. I like it. Who doesn't like I like, like bread? it toasted. Um, just Raw, just bread, right? Maybe Wheat. like some fucking cheese With some on cheese it. on it. I yeah, I mean, we can we can just yes. we can just keep going. Too bad we my all love kitchen bread. Is you you reminded me of a uh, bubble gump shrimp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> half of a forest gump. I like biscuits. I like. I like biscuits. I had biscuits and gravy for breakfast this morning. I like um toast. I like. I mean. It was hospital uh, <laughs> I like um, crackles, <laughs> and I like with with cheese and dipped in ranch, mm-hmm. and um, with mustard or a one or ketchup. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm Y'all get tired, the point. By Y'all the get way. the point. Um, <laughs> so he often said that they had to eat grass and leaves in an effort to starve off hunger. So it's. Um, so he was vegan. No, that, I don't think there's any. Is there any nutritional value in dead well, leaves and grass for humans? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, he lived, so I mean, uh, it's it's well, a possibility <laughs> that he uh, that it does because he survived. Yeah, but he's I mean, I don't know how and dirt. I mean, I don't know. This is vodka. Okay, vodka. Vodka. Now, this may be where the start of his mental instability kind of came into play. Um, He was reportedly told by his mother, Anna, that prior to his his birth, that he had an older brother whose name was Stefan, Mm -hmm. who at age four had been kidnapped and cannibalized by starving neighbors. Although it was never established whether this incident actually happened hey, or not, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. You know. Um, nonetheless, he recalled that child, you know, that his childhood is being full of poverty, ridicule, hunger, and war. Because You've as got you mentioned, to do it's what you right have to do to survive. So you think about it: all the children became veal. Yeah. Because, well, they're you know they're tender. Yeah. And you can boil them up. Yeah. With some potatoes. Yeah. Throw a splash of vodka for flavor. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> bitches, am I right? right? I mean, you said it. You said it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, Sorry, um, my mom was sexy. It, she's at the beach. It uh, is said that... Um, bitches, am I right? Okay. Right. The beach. Right. Beaches. Um, beaches. He was born with water on the brain and brain lesions. But obviously he survived. Oh, yeah, because he's going to be a real piece of shit real soon. Real piece of shit. Now, when the Soviet um, Union joined the uh, Second World War, his father, Roman, um, was conscripted into the Red Army. Okay. So he would later be taken prisoner after being uh, wounded in combat. So between, yeah, his dad. Roman? So, yeah. So between 1941 and 1944, he witnessed some of the effects of that Nazi occupation of Ukraine, 
which he described as horrors, adding that he witnessed bombings, fires, shootings from um, in which where he and his mother would have to hide in cellars and ditches. Fucking Hitler. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's like fucking. I mean, (sighs) if you believe that shit. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't know if it really happened. Right. It happened. <laughs> it, it fucking happened. It, it fucking did. happened. It did. The shit was real. It was yeah. horrible. It was real. Yeah. And we're seeing the effects real, of real that. Quick. <laughs> we're seeing the effects of that with this one for sure. Yeah. Because on one occasion, he and his mother were forced to watch their own hut burn to the ground. Now, with his father at war, Chikatilo and his mother shared a single bed. Mm-mm. And it is said that he was a chronic bedwetter. No, so he pissed on his mom while they were sleeping. Oh, so yeah. you know that's the one of the serial killers. That's really gross, Ash. <laughs> Did she drink his pee? Unless he's into it. And I'm not kink shaming. If you're into getting pissed on, it, it, good it, on do you. you, boo. Do, do you, you, boo. If you like the dirty Sanchez, do you do you. you. Yeah. <clears throat> And um, it is it is no. said that because of okay. it is said that because it of that chronic uh, bedwetting, his mm-hmm. mother would uh, berate and beat him for, All right. for doing that. Uh, real quick, yes. so on several of these subjects, chronic bedwetting. Yes, that's a mm. thing. It is. It's one of the three. Of the I can't. It starts with a T. What is that? Testicles. No, not testicles. Tracheotomy. It's, it's one of the three signs tam- that you're going to fucking kill a lot of people tampons. when you get old. Tuberculosis. It's a red flag is what it is. Theodore. Tanya. It is called the McDonald triad, which refers to the idea that there are three signs that can indicate whether someone will grow up to be a serial killer or other kinds of violent criminal. Being cruel or abusive to animals, especially pets setting fire to objects, or otherwise committing minor acts of arson, and regularly bedwetting. So that is one of the three. So shit, I should have been a serial killer. <clears throat> there you go. Up hmm. until last week, I finally stopped Waiting. pissing the bed. Did you? Good for but you. I still set shit on fire. Yeah. And kicked puppies. As long as it's not Athena. Oh yeah, I kick the shit out of her all the time. <laughs> She's gonna die one day. You know that, it's right? It's not gonna be by my hands. It's gonna be, be by, by a car because the dumb bitch cannot stay out the fucking road. She will not stay anyway, out the road. I'm just kidding. God, she but, has uh, a death okay, wish. She I, likes I, to play in traffic. She does. God I bless remember. her. I couldn't remember. I knew it was. Something. Yeah, what that's what it is. Chicken? That is. And I was just thinking the the triad with the um with the the T. That's what I was thinking of. But I digress. So in 1943, his mother gave birth to a baby girl. Her name was Tatiana. And because her father had been um, conscripted in 1941, he could not have been the baby daddy. Oh, so mama was doing the dirty. Oh, so mama was being a whore. Yes, but. Was she getting paid is the question. It is said, though, during that time. It might be. Was she she screwing the dude for food? Because, I mean, you know, they were starving. I mean, it's very possible. If you're going to give it up, you might as well get paid in one way, either food or cash. Men in Russia or grass. 1941. But I digress. Um, bombed and shit. But it is said that during that time frame that a lot of Ukrainian women were being raped by the German soldiers during nice. the war. So it is speculated that uh, Tatiana was conceived as a result of a rape that was committed by a German soldier. Fucking Nazis. 
and mm. keep in mind, up, you know, they really do. And keep in mind that they shared a just shitty people bed. in jail. Oh, so, so he was probably there. They have witnessed his the mom rape. getting resaped. Oh my god! He may have been it's raped. Very, very good possibility. Why do y'all do this to me? Because it's hey. fun to we watch We want your you to face. understand. Eventually, why we're going to start recording these. Stuff. To put them on YouTube one day, <clears throat> and then all of our listeners will be able to see just the look on my face when they throw this shit at me. Right. This is ridiculous. I'm it's telling you, just fucking Jessica. fantastic. It is ridiculous. Right. Hey, it, Ash, it's, it's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, now we're moving on to September feel my pain. of uh, 1944. September. So Chikatilo began his schooling. Now, Good. although he was shy and ardent, you know, studious as a child, right? He was physically weak, and he. Uh, so he's kind of a bitch. Mm, your words, not mine. And uh, he regularly. But you didn't say no. I didn't say no. Okay. Um, so he was a bitch. He's dead. <laughs> well, I he's think. dead, so and he was a serial killer. No. We know so what he did. So fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Um, but he. <laughs> he regularly attended school in a. Uh, in uh, homespun clothing, and by 1946, with his stomach swollen from hunger, oh, that's just resulting from that post-war famine, which played much of the Soviet Union on several occasions, this hunger caused Chikatilo to faint, both at home and at school, because he was so hungry. So he had the vapors, honey. Yeah. So basically, he was a bitch. Well, well, I mean, you know, Eat he was dirt. starved to death. He, he witnessed his mother being raped. Maybe he we that's speculative. Spec- we don't yeah. know that. Yeah. Kid, we dude don't know that. had a fucked up upbringing, just like er- almost every serial killer, serial killer, we've talked killer about. you have brought to me. Yeah. Because of those things, he was a constant target for bullies. So he was bullied a lot as a child. Because he was kind of a bitch. Yes, because they <laughs> mocked him over his uh, physical stature, his timid nature. Because he was a bedwetting bitch. This yeah. poor kid. And um, him and his sister were constantly berated <laughs> by their mother. I don't. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him as he got older, but as a kid, yeah, I feel bad for the shit he had to go anymore, through. So fuck <clears throat> but for when he was a kid, well, he's dead now. Good. So he's fuck dead. that shit. He's dead. But as a kid, you have to feel bad for him nah. for the for what shaped him into nah. what well, he became. Well, his mom shouldn't have been a piece of shit. Well, he shouldn't have been a piece of shit. Well, his mom right. made him pee himself. <clears throat> right. His dad <laughs> made him pee himself. <laughs> now, um, his sister. Tatiana, Layla recalled that in uh, spite of the hardships endured by their parents, their father was a kind man, whereas their mother was harsh and unforgiving. Told you, mom was a piece of shit. Yeah. She didn't get raped. Mom was a hug. She liked that shit. So he developed a passion for reading and memorizing data. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. And he often studied at home, both to increase his self-worth. Sounds like something a little bitch would do. Yeah. And to compensate for his uh, myopia, his myopia, 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 which often prevented him from um, reading the classroom blackboard. So to his teachers, he was an excellent student, and they would regularly bestow praise and commendation on him. You know, they commended him a whole lot. Did you make up something? No. Okay. Commendation? No, commendation okay, is a word. Yeah, okay. yeah. This time. All right. Now, he was told. It was just the a, <laughs> now, in his teens, he was both a, a model student mm-hmm. and an ardent communist. 
Damn commies. Damn commies. Commie bastards. Damn commies. He was appointed editor of his school newspaper at the age of 14. Okay. And chairman of the Pupils Communist Party committed two years later. Right. He was an avid reader for the communist literature. He was also delegated a task of organizing street marches. Now, though he claimed learning did not come easy to him due to headaches and a poor memory, he was the only... The brain lesions from yeah. when he was a child. Right. Right. He was the only student from his collective form to complete the final year of study, graduating with excellent grades in 1954. Okay, so so in the 50s he... He was smart. He was smart. So he could have used his smarts to better the world, but he didn't. He did not. Now, at the onset of his puberty, which mm-hmm. we all know can be a tough thing it to go through. It can be through, a tough for a male or a female, yeah. for sure. He, um, he suffered from chronic um, impotence. Soft shame cock? Yeah. So, of course, that did not do very well with his, um, with his uh, socially awkwardness that he yeah, had going on. Yeah, because he couldn't get a boner. And his uh, self-hatred. So, you know, that, that yeah, didn't help Yeah, I'd be mad at my dick, things. too, if it wouldn't work. Um, he was only shy in the company of women. And his first crush, which he had at the age of 17, okay. um, had been He's a girl named Lila Barishva. Sure. With whom he had become acquainted through his uh, school newspaper. So okay. he met her through his newspaper, or All the right. school newspaper. Okay. And, of course, you know, it's noted that he was chronically nervous in her company, and he never asked her for a date. Oh, uh, he should have tried to finger blast her. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she should have finger blasted him. <laughs> Ooh. And that would have got that pickle, <laughs> pickle back going. So. She now, likes the fudge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that same year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he jumped upon an 11-year-old friend of his younger sister, mm-hmm. and uh, he wrestled her to the ground. Oh, so you're saying that wrestling may be a theme? Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a theme mm, from here on out? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, oh, because he learned, at, he learned at that point that um, he could ejaculate. What? You're telling the me girls anytime struggled somebody struggled, grass. he would come. Yeah. Huh. So this seems like it could be another reoccurring theme. So, you know, he was a little bit into BDSM a little bit? A little little bit bit of restraint? A little bit. Something like that. A little bit. Now, follow. not very vanilla. No, not very vanilla. Mm. Our podcast is not very vanilla. I don't know if anybody has noticed that from um, so far. When have we ever said this podcast was for children? We've never Never. been vanilla. We've never been vanilla. At what point have we ever said that anything (laughs) we discussed was vanilla at any point? Right. Well, we say fuck a lot. We do. We do. do. And we talk about fuck is my favorite F come a lot on this podcast. Copious Copious amounts of semen. Of semen. And peanut butter. Papa I show Peanut butter. Three out of five stars. Loved it. Right. <laughs> That's right. So um, after he graduated, he applied for a scholarship at the Moscow State University. So he's trying to really do something with his life. And that's a pretty good university. Right. It's renowned. Right. So um, he passed the entrance exam with good to excellent scores all the way around. 
And his grades were not deemed good enough for acceptance, though, which is kind of weird. Fucking well, Russians. but I know that they have to be really, really high. Like you probably With, have to be like exceptional. Okay, but having studied Russian as part of my college education, did you study Russian in the fifties? No, but I fuck did Russia. study Russian. Anyways, fuck Wayne. You're not Russian, so. But during that time, they placed a really, really high bar when it came to education. Do you think maybe if they would have let him in, he may not have been a serial it's murderer? It's possibility. So I kind of blame Russia but I right am now. Also all blame and Russia. Canada. But I am oh, also yeah. seeing a theme with a lot of blame serial Canada. killers is that blame they are Canada. extremely smart. They are. They Some are. of them haven't been that smart. Ted Kaczynski. But God, they're he was genius. Yeah. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Very he smart people. A, he was can, just a fucking Can we talk about Andre Tinkatillo? H.H. H. Holmes. I mean, yes, you want to talk about a that motherfucker was smart mad shit. Genius. He was fucking. Like, come you cannot. He was good too. He's, just throw yeah. back. You cannot Pretty tell good. me that he was not Jack the Ripper. I firmly <laughs> believe that. I don't believe we'll see. We'll see. Um, is what it is. Well, back to Chikatilo. We digress. Um, he yeah. speculated that the reason that he did not get his scholarship and did not get into Moscow State University was because of his father's tainted war record because if you remember mm. his father um had been branded a traitor because of where he was in the war and possibility was taken uh prisoner in 1943 nepotism is a big thing so that was not the truth the truth was that the other students had performed better in a highly competitive exam so he right. just was making up an excuse he because he just didn't make the cut he just um, wasn't as smart as he thought he was. Right. So he did not attempt to enroll in another university, but instead he traveled to the city of Kirks. Kursk. Kursk. Okay. So that's where he worked as a laborer for three months before in 1953 enrolling in a vocational school with the aim of becoming a communications technician. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, he's, he's, he had, he's, he had a he's goal. new one. He had a goal. So that same year, he formed his first serious relationship. So good on him. Good on right? him. Um, she was two years long. older than him. And on three occasions, the couple attempted intercourse. But although on each occasion, he was unable to sustain an erection. So he was not able to rise to the occasion. He was not able to rise not. to the occasion. Shane, they did so not have Viagra back then. Because of that, she broke off the relationship. See, now, look, if they if had Viagra, Viagra back then, he might not have been a killer. It, he, he was good. He was good. Well, if he'd had Viagra, at least he would have been able to keep it up. Yeah. He just, Without he killing just people. He would have done worse shit. Yeah. With his penis. Yep, yep, yep. So, upon, cliche, upon sex toy. completion of his two-year vocational training, he relocated to Urals. <laughs> Girls. Uh-huh. To work upon a long-term construction project. And while living there, he also undertook correspondent courses in engineering with the Moscow Electrotechnical Institute of Communication. So he worked in the Urals for two years until he was drafted into the Soviet Army in 1957. Okay, so Cold War kind of shit. Yeah. Okay. So he performed his uh, military service between 57 and 1960, and he was assigned first to serve the border guards in Central Asia, then to KGB, Communications Unit in Berlin, 
Now, here his work record was unblemished, and he did join the Communist Party in 1960, shortly before that military service was over. And once he finished this service, he returned to his uh, native village to live with his parents. He soon became acquainted with the young divorcee. Their three-month relationship ended after several unsuccessful attempts of intercourse. This guy is just really He's just really, really can't struggling. Keep it up, man. He's really struggling here. Yeah. So um, that woman <laughs> innocently asked her friends for advice as to how that he might be able to um, overcome that inability to maintain an erection. And as a result, most of his peers discovered that he was incompetent because she was talking amongst her friends. And we all know how that goes. Right. Yeah, hmm. The yeah. rumor mill spreads quickly. Yeah. So in... um. In a 1993 interview regarding this incident, he stated, Girls were going behind my back, whispering that I was impotent. I was so ashamed. I tried to hang myself. My mother and some young neighbors pulled me out of the noose. Well, I thought no one would want such a shamed man, so I had to run away from there. Away from my homeland. Oh, dear. So he had to run away because his dick was soft because yeah. she wasn't struggling. Right. Yep. Okay. So. I run away too. Yeah. He moved to Rostov-on-Don. Sure. Oh, yeah. And he found a job as a communications engineer. And he relocated to Russian SFSR in 61. And he rented a small apartment close to that workplace. In the same year, his sister Tatiana Mm -hmm. finished her schooling and moved into an apartment. And his parents would relocate to Rostov region shortly thereafter. After? after. Was that? She's after. trying to throw the Russian in there. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Ashley tries to obtain she absorbs a I don't know. For whatever she's language. talking about. I don't know. That was very I don't know where it came from. Look, you do German, I do Russian. Okay. Huh? Oh. Da. Yeah. Da. Yeah. Da. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's go. So, as I mentioned, she moved to that apart- moved to an apartment near him and lived with her brother for six months before marrying a local uh, man there and moving into her in-law's home. This is Tatiana? Yes. Sorry. So, um, nothing untowered with regards to her brother's lifestyle, as she mentioned, beyond his chronic shyness around women and resolved to help her brother find a wife and start a family. Oh. So she was trying to be a good sister. Okay. Help your burrow out, man. Right, yeah. Yeah, help get that. <coughs> help keep Dick him on the... rock hard. Right. Rock hard cop. Thanks, sis. <laughs> oh, God, that was yeah, not that was incestual at all. Weird. That was a little weird. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. He did end up marrying in 1963. His him. sister did help him with that. Um... <clears throat> Her name was Theodosia Anasheva. And according to him, although he was attracted to her, his marriage was a f- effectively an arranged one, which occurred barely two weeks after they had met. And um, So in other words, his family was like, you need to marry this bitch right. because you got some shit going on and we got to uphold some kind of honor or family name or whatever. Right. 
So you got to marry her. Yeah. And he claimed that, of course, his uh, sex life was minimal at no, best. Obviously. And um, that his wife understood that he was unable to maintain an erection. No, she didn't. <sighs> she was getting it on the side. Yeah. This is this is a little... This part right here. What happened? Tell oh, hell. More. They, they agreed that she would conceive mm-hmm. by him ejaculating externally and pushing his semen into her vagina with his fingers. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, and it worked because in 1965, um, she gave birth to a daughter. So he had some pretty strong swimmers, huh? PSA kids, don't jerk off on your hand and then finger bang a chick. Right. Because she's going to get knocked up more than likely. That's a possibility. not. Never mind. Well, I mean, if he did it, it's a possibility. I mean, it pushed. Just just PSA, don't do it. Right. It's not a common thing. But PSA. Don't fucking do it. And apparently that it's it worked creepy. more than once. Yeah. Because in uh, 1969, they had a son. Mm-hmm. So now they have a daughter and a son. Good for him. Now are the Good. children still alive? Um, I did not do research to see if they were because I feel like they, they probably want to be left very private. Alone. So I, I'm going to leave would be their... Weird. Right. I'm going to leave their names out of the podcast and we're going well, to... that's respectful. And we're gonna just we're just gonna say it's, just it's a very good decent. possibility they are since they were born in the sixties. It's a good possibility yeah. they're still alive. Maybe. I'm pretty sure they probably are. Maybe they changed their names. Right. They they may have changed their names. It's possible. So witness yeah. protection. Yeah. So um, he chose to enroll as a correspondent. Students. Well, at how you witness a crime. Well, I mean, He's their dad dead. was a fucking serial killer. He's dead. There's no protection. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I'm just saying, it's funny. It's a, uh, <laughs> it just that. changed the names to be fucking left to fuck alone. That's yeah. what that was. Witness protection. <laughs> it's not witness protection. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Silly. Uh, <laughs> you love me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did choose to uh, enroll as a correspondence student at Rostov University in 1964, where he was studying Russian literature and um, philology. What? Philosophy? Philology. So he <laughs> obtained his degree in those <laughs> subjects in 1970. Okay. So he was continuing his education. All right. And um, shortly before obtaining that degree, he obtained Non-fucker. a job managing regional sports activities. No, like wrestling. <laughs> it's a possibility. Okay. So he remained in that position for one year before beginning his career as a teacher of Russian language and literature. Mm-hmm. Now, um, he was largely ineffective as a teacher. Although he was very knowledgeable in the subjects that he taught, he was seldom able to maintain discipline in his classes and was regularly subject to mockery by his students who claimed who he claimed took advantage of his modest nature. So... He was probably sitting there thinking about how he's going to get a boner. Yeah. And he wasn't able to, you know, focus on teaching. He was focused on fucking. And that's where he was working when he committed his first murder. Get his fuck on. Just kind of notation on that. Fuck. Yeah. So he was he was a little bit older when he started murdering. Okay. And we'll get to that in the in a minute. Um, but he started with sexual assaults. Yep. So in May of 1973, um, his first known sexual assault 
was done upon one of his pupils at okay. his uh, at his university. So in this instance, he um, he swam towards his 15 year old girl and he groped her breast and genitals, okay. ejaculating as the girl struggled against his grasp. And then months later, he sexually assaulted another teenage girl who he had locked in his classroom. Now, he was not disciplined for either of these incidents, nor for the occasions in which fellow teachers observed him fondling himself in the presence of his students. Karma. So he was basically playing pocket pool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Chernobyl. Yes. You know who I mean. Because he did this, Chernobyl happened. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It's, it's yeah. their yeah. fault for not. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. Yep. It's all coming. It's, <laughs> it's all, all making full sense circle. now. Yep. It's all full coming circle. together now. Full circle yep. here. Yeah. Now, his duty at the school duty. <laughs> <laughs> was ensuring that his students who was boarded at the school. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> were, pre- were presented in their dormitories in the evening, so he basically had to walk them to their dorms. Yeah. And on several occasions, he is known to have entered the girls' dormitory in the hopes of seeing them undressed. Okay. Dude, so, that's what binoculars are for. Just look through the fucking window. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Climb a tree like a normal person. This, this, right. That's normal? Okay. So, like in, a normal pedophile. Uh, okay. <laughs> like a normal how, creeper. How about just not be a pedophile? Hey. How about just not be fucking hey. creepy? Hey, Chikatillo, uh, just don't. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, just don't do it. Just don't just do don't. it. Do the opposite of what Nike tells you. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Just do it. And we're just, we're just saying, just don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Don't now, be a dick. Hang with hang the dick's no, no fun. fun. That's right. So, um, you know, you're not the only one. Yeah. So, of course, in response my dog. Um, to the increasing number of complaints that were lodged against him, so, in response to the increasing number of complaints that were lodged against him by his students, the director of the school summoned him to a formal meeting and informed him that he should either resign voluntarily or be fired. Okay. So, the school's finally doing something. Took finally. Me, took him long enough. Finally. Fucking finally. Um, so, he left discreetly and he found another job as a teacher at another school. That's great that they're still hiring him for teaching jobs. Exactly. That's good. Public school systems in Russia. Or yeah. The fuck we're at. Yeah, we're, we're in. Yeah. We're still in Russia. Nova Shaktinks sure. is the specific city. Okay. Um. Oh. oh and when he went to the other school in 1974, he lost his job as a result of the staff cutbacks in September of 1978. Okay. So before finding another teaching position. Yeah. He um yeah. he did find another teaching position. So this is the third one. Oh, good. Yeah. WD-40. Um, which was in a coal mining town, which was close to where he was originally from. Okay. But his career as a teacher ended in March of 1981. Good. Following several complaints of a child molestation against pupils of both sexes. Uh-oh. So he's he did not. Dipping his toes. Huh? Okay, so dipping. he was bisexual. Something like it, that. It okay, he was pansexual. Yeah, yeah, something. something. Yeah. Okay, so he just liked fucking everything. Yeah. I like that. He was just sexual. He couldn't get it up. So <laughs> in the weirdest just, fucking way. Yeah, he was just gonna get it up however he could get it up. That same month, in March of 1981, he began a job as a supply clerk for a f- uh, factory 
based in Rostov, which produced construction materials. Okay. Okay. Now, this job required him to travel extensively across much of the Soviet Union to either physically purchase the raw materials um, required or fulfill production quotas to negotiate supply contracts, which, of course, is something we can all probably understand. Yeah. Been there, traveling for work, stuff like that. Now, now we're getting ready to start talking about the murders. Yay, my favorite part. So now we've gotten... Through the backstory. Yeah, we've gotten through the backstory. Now we're getting to the heart of the matter. Yes. And what year are we? What year are we in? His first murder was in 1978. 1978. he's so when was he born again? 1939, 36 or something. 1936. Okay. So he, he was older. His first murder when he was almost he was in his mid 30s. Yeah. Almost he 40s. was older. He was okay. older. Most yeah. of the ones that you've talked about have committed their murders much earlier. Yeah. Their first murder much but earlier. But he's got a high, high, high count. Oh, the count's astronomical. So, um... You've made a new best he, friend. He I'm may sorry. have started later in life, but he did not... He made up for it. He made up for it. For sure. My friend. Um, now, his first murder was of a nine-year-old girl named Yelena... And she was murdered on December the 22nd of 1978. So his first murder was a nine-year-old. Yeah. And that's a picture of her, if you guys. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Little. It's hmm. a very bad picture of her, but that's still. Yeah. She is spoiled. Um, She's very spoiled. So now. Not the girl, my dog. The, her body was found at that um, at a bridge overlooking a river on Christmas Eve. Okay, so he, he did it in a very pretty place, but at a really shitty yeah. time of year. Yeah. That, that Best hurts. Best time of year to do it. That hurts. Yeah. Nobody he, wants to find their kid's body on Christmas Eve. That's the worst present everybody, to receive. That's when you yeah. want to find it. Well, no. nobody, nobody wants to find a, a, their child murdered sure but especially you. around Christmas. Sure. that's hurt that i hurts. mean you didn't already spend all this money on gifts it's like come on you, you keep your receipts and you, you you keep the receipts the and you can, I can return think it would be shit. their birthday i mean fuck <laughs> <laughs> nothing better than finding more jesus's birthday <laughs> hey i had to do that it that wasn't even jesus's birthday it. he was born in fucking march <laughs> um so this happened after he moved to uh, Shakely and he lured Yelena, who was nine years old, to an old house, which he had secretly purchased. Nobody knew that he had it. Great. He um, attempted to rape her, but he failed to achieve an erection. Yeah, we knew that was happening. Yeah. So when the girl struggled, here, we, here, he, uh, here he comes. He, uh, he choked her uh-huh. and he stabbed her three times in the abdomen. Wow, that's very great. um uh, semblance of penetration. Yeah. So um, oh, while he was doing that, while he was doing that, and then he came, he ejaculated. Like yeah, while he was while he was stabbing the, the like child. the stab wounds. I have. Is that gross Maybe. to think about? Well, I, you know, at this point, Maybe. it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in an interview after his uh, after his arrest in 1990, he later recalled that immediately after stabbing her, the girls had said something very hoarsely, 
Whereupon he uh, strangled her into unconsciousness before throwing her body into that river. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You said 1990? That's when he was arrested. Yeah, he did this for 12 years. Yeah. Okay, so he, he got away with it for a long time. A long time. What the? And that was just the first. That's one. just the first one. We haven't got to all of them yet. What I'm, I'm the? I'm thinking you're gonna glaze over a few of them, but I'm yeah. pretty sure you're gonna give yeah. us a final tally. Yeah. Now, um, numerous pe- pieces of evidence linked him around 1990 to her murder. Yeah. It's not that long ago. Right. It's really not. Spots of blood had been found in the snow near his house that he had purchased. Mm. Neighbors had noted that he had been present in the house of the. On that evening of December the 22nd. And that um, her school um, rucksack had been found upon um, opposite bank of the river at the end of the street that he lived on. For anybody not familiar, that's her backpack. Right. And as a witness, he had given police a detailed description of a man closely resembling Chikatilo. Whom she had been seen talking to at the bus stop where the girl had last been seen alive. Now, despite all of that going against him, right? That should have been like, okay, you're caught. We got you. Right. See you later. A um, 25-year-old laborer named Alexander, A-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-R. Alexandre. Yeah. Um, Who had previously served a previous sentence for rape and murder of a teenage girl was arrested for the crime instead of Chikatilo. And then what happened? Um, <laughs> a search of his home revealed spots of blood on his wife's jumper, and that blood type was determined to match the nine-year-old's um, nine-year-old it was her blood type and his wife. So it was probably his, his wife's wife. blood. Yeah. Yeah. So now, she was on her period, maybe, or did maybe. he kill her maybe. too? It might maybe. have been her cooch blood. Maybe. Aunt Flo. Right. Crimson Wave. <laughs> okay, then. Do I need to keep I going? Told <laughs> I told you. Right. Okay. Now, um, he had a water um, a watertight alibi for that afternoon of December the 22nd. He had been home with his wife and a friend of theirs um, the entire afternoon. And the n- neighbors of the couple were able to verify that they saw all of them there. Right? So, nonetheless, the police haven't threatened Kravinskos, which is the Alexander's um, wife. Yeah. Uh, being an accomplice to murder and her friend with perjury obtained new statements in which the woman claimed that she had not, re- that he had not returned late until late in the evening on the day of the murder. And when confronted with these altered testimonies, he confessed to the killing. Because he's like, guy, thank God me. I mean, I might have done it. It's I'm going to go ahead and say I did it. Right. And so. Right. Right. Give this dude a good old false sense of security. Right. Now, um, he maintained his innocence um, after he retracted his uh, confession, stating that his confessions had been obtained under extreme duress. Now, despite his retraction, he was convicted of the murder and sentenced to death. Yikes. And it was commuted to 15 years imprisonment, which is the maximum possible length of imprisonment at that time. And by the uh, Supreme Court on December of 1980. So under the pressure of the victim's relatives, he was retired, erroneously convicted, 
and eventually executed by firing squad, um, firing squad for her murder in July of 1983. So they, I mean, so they killed the wrong man. He wasn't innocent. But he was innocent. But he was in this. innocent of this crime. Right. He was innocent of this. He was. One. I mean, a murder of fucking rapist and murderer and he, was still killed, which is great. I mean, you know, he, executed. But um, but he was innocent of this instance. Yeah. The wrong man died. Yeah. The wrong man died. So now, following that murder. Um, Chikatilo was able to achieve sexual arousal by orgasm only through stabbing and slashing women and children to death. So he learned that was his kink. That's what got him off. And he later um, claimed that that urge to relieve the experience, to relive that experience, had overwhelmed him. So nonetheless, he did stress that initially he had struggled to resist those urges often um, cutting short businesses, business trips to return home rather than facing the temptation of wanting to search for another victim. Now, mind you, we don't kink shame on this podcast. You know, you do you, boo. But in this instance, yes, we fucking kink shame you. Yeah. No. If, if murdering women and children gets you off, there's something fucking wrong with you. This next one, I mean, that murder was kind of was rough, obviously. But this one is a little bit rougher, so just be prepared. Oh, fuck my life. So on the 3rd of September in 1981, he um, encountered a girl who was 17 years old boarding a school, um, boarding, um, she was at boarding, a boarding school, school student named Larissa, and she was standing at a bus stop. And um, as he exited a public library, he met her. And uh, according to his subsequent confession, he lured her to a forest near Don River with the pretext of drinking vodka and relaxing. We're just going to chill. Hell yeah. We're just chilling, right? How old was she? 17. Okay, well, I can understand the vodka. Yeah. Young rebellious teenage stage. I get it. So when they got to that secluded area near the river... He then threw the girl to the ground before tearing off her clothes and attempting to have sex with her. So as he re, um, he was trying to do that, he failed to achieve an erection again. So he forced mud inside of her mouth to stifle her screams for battering and strangling her to death. Because he did not have a knife, he used his teeth to mutate the body and a stick. Mm-hmm. Oh, he tore off one nipple from her body with his teeth before loosely covering her body with leaves, branches, and torn pages he of bit newspaper. Her fucking nipple off, and then didn't even bother to fucking bury her. She probably, if she would have just made him a sandwich, I knew that was coming. She, it wouldn't have happened. He's they did woman. find her body the next day because, of course, he didn't do a very good job of trying to conceal or hide the body by any means. Now, um, moving on to the next murder. L-Y-U-B-O-V. How do you pronounce that, Amy? Huh? L-Y-U-B-O-V. Lubyov. Lubyov. She was 13 years old. And she was murdered on June the 12th, 1982. And um, she was the first victim linked to a series of murders known to investigators as the Forest Strip Killings. Forest Strip Killings? Yeah. Was this your suggestion? 
And we're not even like, Maybe. we're not even halfway done yet, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, nine months after that, he traveled to um, travel by up. bus <laughs> to purchase vegetables. So having to change buses in the village, he decided to continue his journey on foot. So walking away from the bus station, he encountered a, the 13-year-old girl that we just mentioned who was walking home from a shopping trip. Now, once the path that both were walking together was shielded from the view of the potential witnesses by brushes, he pounced upon her. He dragged her into a nearby undergrowth, tore off her dress, Mm -hmm. and killed her by stabbing and slashing her to death as he imitated performing intercourse. Oh, so he... he, Okay. He was banging her Uh, with knife. What? And cootie So... uh, uh-huh. Dang, man. Yeah. That's pretty rough so shit there, pal. Yeah, you think? I don't know if anybody would hear that and be like, you know what? Sounds pretty good. That's right. like a great idea. I feel like no, everybody it would does go, not sounds like it hurts. Because uh, I have a mental image in my head. It's obvious, like. I'm hoping. Right. If there's someone out there that likes to get. No. Yeah, let's no. not do that. Cooch no. With a knife. Good on you. Well, they found her body on June the 27th. The medical examiner discovered evidence of 22 knife wounds and inflicted to the head, her head, the neck, her neck, the chest, her pussy, and, and the pelvic region. Okay. Oh, my God. Now, what um, the fuck? Dang, man. Yeah. That's violent, man. Yeah. So, that's, um, that's horrible. It is. Now, Nobody further. Now it's that. just horrible. Okay. Where were you no, at? it's yeah, been horrible, yeah, but okay. what yeah, the fuck? It's rough. Oh, we warned nice. you it was going to get rough. Why do you now, all do this to me? Further wounds on her found on the skull suggested that the killer had attacked her mm-hmm. from behind with the handle of a blade with his knife. Nice. So, in addition, several um, were found upon her eye sockets. <gasps> what? So he was stabbing this bitch in the eyes? Like he yeah. was trying to simulate fucking her in the eye? He was trying to fucking skull fuck her with a knife. Oh nice. my god. No. What the fuck? That's hilarious. What the fuck? My job is complete. Well <laughs> I hate you. I hate both of you right Thank now. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so, that is horrible. Um, oh my god. That poor kid. Following that murder. He no longer oh attempted to resist his homicidal urges. Oh, Homi- that's what I'm... Homicidal. Homicidal. Homicidal, not homicidal. 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 Between July and September of 1982, he killed five more victims between the ages of nine and 18. Mm, great. And he established nice. a pattern of approaching children, mm-hmm. runaways, and young um, people at buses or railway stations and enticing them to a nearby forest or other secluded areas, Kay. and then killing them, right. usually by stabbing, slashing, um, or eviscerating the victims with a knife. And although some of those victims, in addition to receiving a multitude of knife is, wounds, that means that's really violent. That's, that's horrible. very violent. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Most of them Fuck. were strangled Girl. or battered to death. Pathologists concluded that these injuries had been caused by a knife leading investigators to the conclusion that the killer had gouged out the eyes of his victims. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I you too so if, if you take their eyes out, they can't see what's coming. That's, oh, my God. 
And he's got an extra place to put his oh, soft shame cock no. in and fiddle it up with cum. Exactly. Exactly. Am I right, Ashley? You're right. You feel me, play? I feel you. Word. <laughs> I hate you both so fucking much right now. Like, oh you imagine God. seeing somebody laying there with oh. cum dripping out oh. of their empty oh eyes. Oh, my God. No. That's rough. No. That's rough. <laughs> I hate you. So and I especially tired. hate you. Fuck you both. <laughs> I hate you both. She's oh she's God. not having a good time right <laughs> no. now. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate you both. It's, so not much. it's not bad. You don't hate us bad. No, it's um, not real hate. Many so. of his um <laughs> many of his victims were often we'll prostitutes and homeless women. I hate you. Not bad. Um, who no. he would try to lure to those secure. Um, areas with promises of alcohol and money. Yeah. And he would tip- he would typically attempt intercourse with these victims, but he would usually not be able to I achieve wonder why. Well, I wonder why. Or maintain an erection. Until he popped their eyes out. So, uh, yeah, then that's when it that's when it happened. He's like, oh. Boom. Yeah. Could you imagine popping in somebody's eyeball out and just getting that fucking no. orgasm? No, I cannot. You like it? No. Oh, ah, Jesus. Ah, 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 no. I like that. That was good. Oh, where's that? <laughs> <laughs> you see what they put me through. Now, um, Every time. because he couldn't obtain that erection, mm-hmm. okay, because he couldn't keep a wood, right? Uh-huh. Um, when he started to not be able to do it, when he stabbed and slashed the victims to his right, death, right. <clears throat> and then he would achieve it, right? So, um. He God, chose adolescent victims that were not just female, hey, but male, too. you don't too. know what you like until you do it. Right. You know? I mean, you know. I mean. So, moving on. <clears throat> we are not over. Yes. He would usually overpower these victims once they were alone, of course. And mm-hmm. then he would often um, mm-hmm. tie their mm-hmm. hands behind their back. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with that length of the mm-hmm. rope. Before um, stuffing mud you don't help. into the victim's mouths to silence their screams. Oh, yeah. And then he would proceed to kill him. Yeah. Now, after the killing, he would make <laughs> rudimentary through sound of scare. This yeah. is not funny, but what the fuck? Why the fuck are you laughing here? Let's fuck up here. This is crazy. I, just like, I, like, put, I like put blood in mouth. No, it makes me want I to laugh because this motherfucker right here is making me laugh. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. funny. I feel like oh uh, Amy, you're a piece of shit for laughing at this these people's Come, okay. yeah. So, um, moving through. Ooh, with the mud. <clears throat> you moving put through. Mud, right, yeah. Right, so okay. they're putting mud in the victim's mouths to you silent think you their screams. Put mud in the butt? Maybe. In the mud butt? Maybe. Oh, mud butt. So, um. Moisture mud. Mud does not go there. <laughs> oh, mud comes out of there. Never mind. Oh, muddy butt. Peanut butter. <laughs> peanut, peanut butter. Peanut butter. That's my safe word now, is peanut butter. Yeah. Forget <laughs> that. I like it. Now, um, he wouldn't really try to conceal or hide the body after he did what he, he did to like, it. He was just like, fuck it, it's just, done. I'm, I'm I did like that. Probably peeing on I them, got maybe, mine. maybe duking a little bit. I got mine. I got mine's by strangling a bitch. Whatever. Skeet, 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 skeet. On December the 11th, 1982, We're still he, in encountered, yeah, he encountered a 10-year-old girl named mm. Olga. Olga. She, Olga. Olga. And she was riding a bus to her parents' home. Uh-huh. And he, oh she, God. he persuaded the child to leave the bus with him. 
And she was last seen by a fellow passenger who reported that a middle-aged man had led the girl away firmly by hand. And with candy. Yeah. So now he lured the girl to a cornfield on the outskirts of the town. Do you think? And he stabbed her in excess of 50 towns. 50 times. 50 times? Why did I say 50 times? 50 (laughs) times around the head and body. And Uh he ripped open her chest. Yes. And um, he excised her lower bowels and uterus. Yeah. Do you think he came on that? Mm, probably. What? So he came in her chest cavity. Dang, that's that's hardcore. <laughs> oh my god. If you're not hardcore. Oh my god. <laughs> now by Fuck January of 1983, four st- more oh, victims. Um thus um thus far had been killed and had been tentatively linked to the same killer. So the, the Moscow killer. police team headed to... Um, Wait a minute, real quick. Yeah. I think that the Moscow police detectives kind of suck at their jobs. Yeah. I think all of them suck at this point. Okay, just yeah. tell you. Yeah. I mean, and if Chincoteo had his way, he would choke them and come on them. He would. He would. Now, well, um, <clears throat> the police knife. team was headed by a major Mikhail... Mikhail Fatisov. Yeah, sure. And um, was sent to Chikatilo's hometown of Rostov on Don to direct the investigation, which gradually became known among the investigators of Operation Forest Path, which we talked about earlier. Operation Come Master. Yeah. So um, he had established a team of Come 10 investigators based, on, um, based oh, yeah. in Rostov and was charged by um, solving all four cases. So in March, Festifov assigned a newly appointed specialist, uh, forensic analysis, Viktor Barakov, to head the investigation. And the following month, Olga's body was found. Because remember, he had killed her Is that the one he stabbed and ripped her cooch and stuff up? Yeah. Nice! Nice! Yeah. And... uh, Budakov was summoned to that crime scene. God knows what. Ugh, yicky. Ugh. Kids. Bless us. Don't do this. Bless us all. I think it's. Um, <clears throat> he examined numerous knife wounds and eviscerations conducted upon that child. Mm-hmm. And as he noted the striations upon her eye sockets, any doubt about the presence of a serial killer was evap- um, evaporated. They thought that this was more. Personal, I guess. On one it's time it was thing. anger <clears throat> to somebody personal, right? Yes. Yes. Now, um, he did not kill again until June of 1983. So he took a little bit of a hiatus. Really? Okay. Sometimes you have to do that, you know. Really? Get Is that your mindset, what you're doing? Mindset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after I go on my murderous killing spree, <laughs> I like to take time and drink some coffee. Right. Think about what you know. I've done to these motherfuckers. Right. So, um. Maybe White Claw should not be what I'm in, drinking um, right now. It's very basic. Uh, Do we have vodka? In uh, June of 1983, um, when he went back to murdering, oh. he murdered a 15-year-old um, Armenian girl named Laura, and okay. her body was found close to an unmarked railway platform. Oh, dang. He just don't give no fuck. He really huh? does not. Like, whatever. I do what I want. And uh, by that September, he had killed a further five victims. Wow. Yow, yeah, so. so he's he's really going through it. Okay, Get that count he is up, really huh? going. Wow, crazy, man. 
So now the accumulation of bodies that were found and the similarities between the patterns of the wounds inflicted on the victims forced the Soviet authorities to acknowledge that a serial killer was on the loose. After how many now? Right. On uh, September the 6th of 1980, the public uh, prosecutor of the USSR formally linked those six murders, um, thus attributed them to the same killer. Now, due to the sheer savagery of the murders and the precision of the eviscerations upon the victims' bodies, police theorized that the killings had been conducted by either a group of harvesting organs to sell in the black market. Mm -hmm. Jack the Ripper. Or the work of a satanic cult or a mentally ill individual. Possibility. Mm -hmm. No. It's just a dirty old fucking man. Yeah, who was probably mentally ill. So uh, much of the police effort (laughs) concentrated upon the theory. Are you sure about that? The killer, he must be mentally ill. Okay. Homosexual or a pedophile. And the alibis of all of the individuals that had either spent time in psychiatric wards or had been convicted of homosexuality or pedophilia were checked and logged in a card filing system. And those registered sex offenders were also investigated. Yeah. And um, if their alibi was um, corroborated, it limited them from what was happening. Because yeah, they're trying to find out works. who did this. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to figure out what's going on here. So now, beginning in September of 1983, several young men confessed to the murders. Ah, you dumb fuck. All those these individuals individuals were often intellectually disabled youths who admitted to the crimes only under prolonged and often brutal interrogation. Now, three of those known homosexuals and a convicted sex offender committed suicide as a result of the investigators' heavy-handed tactics. So as a result of the investigation, more than a thousand unrelated crimes included 95 murders, 140 aggravated assaults, and 245 rapes were solved. Okay, well, you know, hey, at least some shit got solved. 245 rapes, I'm glad that got solved. However, yeah, what I want to know, what's the body count? We're oh, we're dead. getting there. We're, we're getting dead. there. What the dead. fuck? We're not done yet. He's not even still done. Got, what seven no. years before he gets Yeah, caught. seven years before he gets caught. We... He's still in '83. Yeah. He went on. Yeah. he went on spree. Yeah. So, um, what the fuck? as the police obtained those confessions from those suspects, uh-huh. the bodies continued to be discovered. Oh shit! Proving that the suspects who had confessed could not have been the killer that the police were seeking. What? In October the 30th of 1983. Oh, still in 83, huh? Yeah, the Sweet. eviscerated body of a 19-year-old prostitute named Vera hey. was found. Hey, it's an adult. It is. She knew what she was doing. Does, does <laughs> she not made him a fucking matter. sandwich. She should have made him a motherfucking cheese sandwich. <laughs> Bitch. On toast. Damn it. Uh, I hate no, she had been bit. killed on October the 27th. And all those did she consent me- to being murdered? No. Yeah, now, although the mu- uh, mutilations know. inflicted upon her body Just were, she was getting paid does that not might have been her kink. <clears throat> Just she, she wanted to see if she could come back. Obviously, she didn't. Obviously, she Just found out the hard way. She didn't know. Homegirl was getting paid, or was under the assumption. Bitch, you get paid to die. Paid. Under the assumption she was going to get paid does not mean. Uh, 
she consented to having a knife blade to the fucking eyeball. I don't know if you well, got well, an eyeball. We, well, we can ready to get That's his MO at this point. Right. Now, although the mutilations inflicted upon her body oh. were otherwise characteristics of oh. those found upon the victims linked to the unknown murders, eyeball. the eyeball. victim's eyes had not been messed what? with. That's his MO at this point. Now, what did he do? Cut over JJ out. <laughs> he cut the butthole out. I don't know. They All right. cut her tits off so, a la H.H. H. Holmes or fucking, <laughs> fucking Jack the Ripper or fucking Crow. What the fuck, Ashley? What Damn, the fuck? you triggered this motherfucker we over triggered here. Her. We triggered her. I hate you so both now, so much. To two, it is ridiculous. Like, I hate you both. Two months later, mother. on December the 27th. I'm traumatized by this. A 14-year-old schoolboy named Sergey Sergey was lured off the train and murdered at a rural station. He was emasculated and he suffered um, over 70 knife wounds to the neck and upper torso before being eviscerated. So on January and uh, February of 1984, so we're in um, Aviators Park. And on March the 24th, he learned a 10-year-old boy. You think he was wearing aviator sunglasses? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. So he lured a 10-year-old little boy funny. named Dimitri. How old? 10. While Ten. walking with the boy, he was seen by several witnesses who were able to give investigators a detailed description of the killer. Oh, good, good. So when Too the little boy's body years. was found three days later, Great. police also found a footprint of the killer. And both the semen and saliva samples on the victim's clothing. Yeah. So on uh, May the 25th, he killed a young woman named, ironically, Tatiana. And her 10-year-old Donna Svetlana. In a wooded area outside of um, Petrosian, had um, known Chikatilo for several years prior to the murder. This was not his sister, by the way. And by the end of July, he had killed three additional young women between the ages of 19 and 21 and a 13-year-old boy in the summer of 84. He was fired from his work as a supply clerk and the theft of the role of (laughs) Lanumium. And the accusation had been filed against him the previous February, and he had been asked to resign quietly, and when he refused to do so, he had... Real quick, they should ask him... To resign loudly. Right. Not quietly. They need to broadcast this shit. Right. I agree. That I agree. Probably would have, you know, solved a lot of <laughs> Yeah. When he refused to leave the job quietly. That's when they should have got him. Denied those charges that were filed against him. He found another job as a supply clerk on August the first. Now on August the 12th, he killed a 16-year-old girl named Natalia in Aviators Park. And on the 7th of August, he lured a 17-year-old girl named Ludmila (coughs) to the banks of the Don River on the pretense of showing her a shortcut to a bus terminal. Um, She had suffered 39 slash wounds to her body before he uh, mutilated and disemboweled her. So, initially inflecting the wounds, he knew that he would not be immediately fatal. So, her body was found in the following morning, her um, excised upper lip inside of her mouth. 
So hours what? later, after, do what? Yeah, uh huh. It says her body was found on the following morning, and her excised upper lip inside of her mouth. So he basically ripped off her lip and put it in her mouth. Yowza! Yowza! Pretty hardcore, right it's there. Over hard. it's like, over. If you want to talk, you nope, know what? I'm putting if your lips in your no mouth. More. You know what? I hope he is receiving everything he did to all these kids. Over and over and over for all fucking eternity. I, I hope he suffers. Oh my I god. I agree. <clears throat> <laughs> so um, hours after that murder, he flew um, to uh, oh, the capital of Tashkent oh on a business trip. Okay. So by the time he returned to Rostov on the fifteenth of August, he had killed an unidentified young woman. Of Bro. the age of 10 years old. Ah, come on. So within two weeks, an 11-year-old boy <clears throat> was uh, was found on the banks of Don River, strangled and castrated. Oh, no. With his eyes gouged no. out. No. Okay, yeah. There's your eyeballs, Amy. Just, um. There it <clears throat> is. Got her again. Just yards from where the <laughs> other lady's body had been found. Dang. So, um, no fucks given at all. Yeah. Right? Yep. So then he killed a librarian. Irina? Oh, a librarian? Uh-huh. Oh, what's a librarian? A librarian. You didn't say A that. woman that loves books. A woman that loves books. No, I books. know what a librarian is, but I want to know what a librarian is. I don't know, okay? I'm sorry. And that happened on September the 6th. Now, we're getting ready to get to the arrest. Yay! So Finally! We're, we're getting to the arrest. Because this trial was insane. Good Let me just tell you. Let me tell you it was insane. So on September the 13th in 1984, <laughs> he was observed by two undercover detectives attempting to talk to young women okay. at the bus station. All right. So those detectives followed him. And um, as he wandered through the city trying to approach women and committing acts in public places. Um, Fruturism? Fruturism, F-R-O-T-T-E-U-R-I-S-M, yep. Fruturism, sure. in public places. So upon his arrival in the city, the central market, he was arrested and he was hailed. And a search of his belongings revealed that he had a knife. Uh-oh, the weapon. With a 20 um, cm, which is um, 8 U.S. inches. So it was an 8-inch knife. 8-inch blade. That's not a knife. <clears throat> this is a knife. Oh, right. Geez. So several (laughs) several lengths of rope and a jar of Vaseline because you know you gotta have the lube. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Take the eyes out. (laughs) Yeah. If you put the Vaseline in, here we go. Stop the bleeding. Yeah, yeah. That's probably maybe what happened too. So um, he was also discovered to have been under investigation for minor theft at one of his former employers. Yeah, that's the worst of his uh, Right, that's the worst crimes. thing he did. Damn him, his minor theft. Right. Not the... F- <clears throat> but because of that, that him gave go. him the right to hold him. So they were able to keep him okay. there because they had that on him. Right. That was what they used <clears throat> to hold him. Right, so while they were they trying to find the him. other stuff, yeah. So because of his, um, because when they found out about all of his background and he uncovered the things that he had did at his other jobs to lose his jobs and stuff, the physical description that so the people had the been mic given. you and then you go forward. <laughs> the physical description <laughs> of the man. Don't eat it. That was seen walking mic. alongside oh. Dimitri, who was one of his other victims, yeah. um, prior to the boy's murder. And a sample of Ooh. Chikatilo's blood was taken. Now, the results of which revealed that his blood group was type A. Okay. 
whereas semen samples found upon the total of the of six of his victims murdered by the unknown killer throughout the spring and summer of 84 had been classified by medical examiners to be type AB. So his name was added to the card index file used by um, investigators. However, the results of his blood type um, analysis largely discounted him from being known as that killer. Dang, they had him. They had him. They had him. They They dommered his ass. Yep. Now, he was found guilty of that theft and oh, property theft. from his previous employer. <laughs> oh, of course, I'll find him guilty of theft. Yeah, and he was sentenced to a year in prison. Fucking the police in yeah, incompetence. So a year only. in prison, and he was freed on December the 12th, 1984, after serving only three months. Uh, so we got six more years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on um, October the 8th of 1984, the head of the Russian police prosecutor's office formally linked 23 of Chikatilo's murders into a case and dropped all charges against the mentally handicapped youth who had previously confessed to the murder. So good on them. Right, for, right, right. Because they didn't do it. Now, now we're getting ready to talk about his last murders. So upon his release of prison in December of 1984, he was found to work at a locomotive factory, and he kept a low profile. He didn't kill again until August the 1st of 1985. Oh, good. Um, when oh. he went on a business trip to Moscow. Yes, he then encountered an 18-year-old woman at a railroad platform, and he lured her into um, a thicket of woods where she was bound, stabbed 38 times, Whoa. and strangled to death. Just Oh, he's slipping, man. Cause, he didn't know, get the eyes. Usually, usually the eyes. he's like in the you know, right, a lot higher count of stab wounds. Right, that too. I'm kind of disappointed in this. Right. <laughs> he could have done better. He could have done better. He did do better. So, um, based upon the um, <laughs> hypothesis that the killer had traveled from the Rostov to Moscow um, via air, investigators <clears throat> checked the the flight records of all the passengers who had commuted between Moscow and the Rostov a blast between late July and early August. So on this on this occasion, however, Chikatilo had traveled to Moscow by train, and accordingly, no documentation existed for investigators to research. Fucking trains, man! Right. So goddamn train. Four weeks later, on August the twenty seventh, he killed another young woman, Arina. Okay. All right. And um, as had been the case with his other ones, the wounds inflicted upon the victim linked her murder to a hunt for the serial killer. So in 85, Special Prosecutor Issa was appointed to supervise the investigation, which um, had by this stage expanded to um, include 15 prosecutors and 29 detectives assigned to work exclusively upon the manhunt. Now, the known murders that were linked to the manhunt were carefully reinvestigated, and the police began another round of questioning of known sex offenders and homosexuals. Now, the following months, the militia resumed the patrolling of... They resumed patrolling of the railroad stations around Rostov. That... Killing me, Melistia resumed the patrolling of the railroad stations around Rostov, and plain-colored... Female officers were ordered to stand around the bus station and train stations to see if anybody would come try to lure them away. And at the request of Viktor Budakov, police also took the steps of consulting a psychiatrist. So now Dr. Alexander Bukhanovsky, the first such consultation in a serial killer investigation in the Soviet Union. 
So all crime scenes and medical examiner reports were made available to him. So upon understanding, he would produce a psychiatric profile of the killer. Right. Um, now, his 65-page psychiatric profile described the killer as a reclusive man aged between 45 and 50 who had endured a painful and isolated childhood and who was incapable of fitting of courtship of women. So, I mean, this guy was like on it. Now, the individual was of average intelligence, likely to be married and to have fathered children, but also a sadist who suffered from impotence and couldn't achieve sexual arousal only by seeing his victims suffer. Well, that was the only they way they figured that out. I mean, they got they that. got that right. So the murderers themselves were um, an analog to the sexual intercourse that this individual was incapable of performing. Yeah. And his knife became a substitute for his penis, which failed to function normally. Yeah. So because many of these killings had occurred on weekdays near mass transport hubs and across the entire Rostov, um, he also argued that the killer's work required him to travel regularly, and based upon the actual days of the week when the killings had occurred, the killer was almost likely tied to a production schedule, which, I mean, he pretty much... Yeah, he nailed that he one He nailed good. that one really good. He nailed it in the eye socket. <laughs> in the eye socket, I like it. Yep, sure did. <clears throat> or in a chest so, cavity. Yeah, or the chest. Or the empty bowel cavity. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he followed the investigation. Chikatilo followed the investigation carefully, reading newspaper reports about the manhunt um, for the killer, which had begun to appear in the news media, and keeping his homicidal urges under control. So for almost a year following August of 1985, after he murdered Irina, no further victims were found in either Rostov or Moscow. <clears throat> so those bodies were the signature mutilations of the known murderer. Investigators did tentatively link the murder of a 33-year-old woman named Leboeuf. Oh, Leboeuf. Shia Leboeuf? Leboeuf. Okay. <laughs> she was found yeah. stabbed to death uh -huh. in, um, on July the 23rd of 1986. Okay. So to the investigation, although this was solely upon the basis that the killer's semen type matched that of the killers that they were seeking, that the victim had been stripped naked prior to the murder, and that she had been stabbed in excess of 20 times. 20 times. So he's going down. He's going down he's with the number. Getting, he's slipping in his old age. Yeah. So the victim had not been dismembered or otherwise mutilated, okay. nor had she seen the mass uh, transportation of, of moving the body there. So because of these discrepancies, many investigators expressed serious doubt as to whether the murder had been committed by that same killer. Right, right. I thought they had a different one. Right, they thought, oh, God, we got another one. We got another. <laughs> so on August the 18th of 1986, a victim was found buried in a depression of earth in the grounds of a collective farm in, this, in, the, in a city of Bataisk. Now, the wounds inflicted on this victim's bore the trademark mutilations of the victims linked to the manhunt killing, killings between 82 and 85. The victim was an 18-year-old secretary named Arina. And her body was um, had all the trademark mutilations of the previous victims. Her body had been slit open from neck to genitalia, Whoa, with one breast removed, and her eyes were cut out. Nice. <laughs> so as the murderer oh, had made man. serious just effort, when we thought he was slipping, right? He came he back, got back on track, he got back on, on track. the railroad track. So as the murderer. 
had made serious efforts to bury the body. So he's trying to cover his right, tracks right. now. Yeah, he realizes they on his on his they, on his tracks. Yeah. Word. So some investigators theorized that this explained the sudden um determined in the number of victims that right, they he found. Slow, he slowed he's down. slowing down a little bit. So by the autumn of nineteen eighty six. Right. I think so too. <laughs> okay. Weird. All right. But you agreed with that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. So by the autumn of eighty six, investigators and uh, Rostov theorized that the unknown killer may have moved to another part of the Soviet Union and continued killing there. Now, yeah. as the three victims that were killed in the Rostov in 85 to 86 had died in August, some investigators gave credence to the possibility the perpetrator had may relocated again to another part of the Soviet Union and maybe returning to Rostov in the summer. Now, the police compiled bulletins to be sent to all forces throughout the Soviet Union describing the pattern of wounds that their unknown killer inflicted upon his victims and requested feedback from any police force that had discovered murder victims with wounds matching those that they had found to be his trademark. Now, in 87... Chikatilo killed three more times, and on each occasion, the murder took uh, place while he was on a business trip, and none of these murders were linked to the manhunt in Rostov. Now, his first murder in 87 was committed on May the 16th. So when he encountered a 12-year-old boy named Oleg at a train station in Yural's town of Revda, he was lured from the station with the promise of sharing a meal with Chikatilo. He was murdered in the woodland close to the station, although his body would remain undiscovered until 1991. Oh, just bones. Yeah. So in July, he, he killed a 12-year-old boy named Ivan Great. in a Ukrainian city. Um, right. And on September the 15th, <laughs> he killed a 16-year-old vac- vocational uh, school student named Yuri. In a woodland on the outskirts of Leningrad. Leningrad? Uh huh. Okay. So, in 1988, where he's still murdering, <clears throat> he killed three more times, Fuck. murdering an unidentified woman in April and two boys in May and July. His first murder victim was lured off a train before Chikatilo bound her hands behind her back and stuffed her mouth with dirt before serving her, severing her nose from her face. What? Yikes. And inflicting numerous knife wounds on to her neck. Okay. Okay. He then bludgeoned her to death with a slab of concrete. What? And her body was found on April the 6th. So um, in May, he killed a nine-year-old. Those boys' wounds left no doubt that the killer had struck again. Oh, no. And his murder was linked to the manhunt. Now, on July the 14th, he killed a 15-year-old boy. Thank you for no details on that one. Yeah, we're going to leave that one alone. We're going to leave that one alone. Us, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, cool. Um, Wayne's going to be on our paranormal (laughs) podcast just to make up for the show. Shooky dokey. His murder was linked to the investigation. And although his body was not found until April of 1989, his remains were largely skeletal. Yeah. He, you were you were right. He was emasculated uh-huh. and suffered at least thirty knife oh, wounds. I said twenty. I mean, I was, now he did not kill again until March the first of nineteen eighty nine. We're close. We're close. Sixteen year old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Cut her cootie off in uh, his daughter's vacant apartment. Oh dang! He dismembered her body and oh. hid the remains in the sewer. 
Okay. So as the victim had well, been the dismembered. Well, the smell, that's a, it's kind of smart. Right. So because the um, victim had been dismembered, police mm. did not link the murder to the investigation between Because he didn't do officers. shit like that. Right. So he killed a further four victims, three of whom were killed in Rosta. <laughs> and although only two of these victims were linked to the killer, with the resurfacing of the victims definitely linked to the manhunt and the fact that the majority of these victims' bodies had been discovered close to a railway station, investigators assigned numerous plain cloth officers to discreetly film and photograph passengers on trains throughout the Rostov Oblast. So several trains were also fitted with hidden cameras with the intention of filming or photographing a victim with the company of their murderer. So they're trying right. to catch him. We're trying to catch a murderer here. So on January the 14th in 1990, Chikatilo encountered an 11-year-old Andre standing outside of a theater. Now he was lured from the theater under the pretext of being shown an imported Western film okay. that he claimed to have been at his residence. So he extensively stabbed and emasculated that body and they found him <laughs> in a secluded Sorry. section of a woodland that following month. Now, seven weeks after that murder, on March the 7th, he lured a 10-year-old boy from Rostov train mm. station um, and the body was found the next day. Now, on March the 11th, the leaders of the investigation um, held a meeting to discuss the progress made in the manhunt. And while Fatisov was under intense pressure from the public, um, the press and the Ministry of the Interior in Moscow to solve the case. I mean, nobody wants a murderer. All right. No, you definitely not. <clears throat> so the intensity of the manhunt in the years to 1984 had receded to a degree between 85 and 87. So when Chikatilo had committed only three murders, investigators had conclusively linked to the killer, all that were killed in 1986. However, by March of 1990, a further six victims had been linked to the killer. So in addition, following the introduction of a greater media freedom as a result um, of the Soviet news media was much less repressed than it had been in the earlier years of the manhunt and as such devoted exclusive publicity into the case. So this is going to help them catch the killer. Now, um, Fatisov had also noted the laxity in some areas of the investigation and warned that people would be fired if the killer was not caught soon. So now Chikatilo had killed three further victims on August 1990. Jesus. And on the 4th of April, he lured a 31-year-old woman named mm. Lebov off of a train and killed her in the woodlands. Now, her body was not found until August the 27th. So on July the 28th, he lured a 13-year-old boy named Victor away from the railroad station and killed him in the botanical gardens. Now on August the 14th, he killed an 11-year-old boy named Ivan in the reeds um, near a beach. Now, the, the discovery of more victims sparked a massive police operation. Obviously, we're trying to find the killer. Right, so because yeah. several victims' bodies had been discovered at railroad stations and one on a rail route through the Rostiv, Victor suggested that a plane, that, I'm sorry, suggested a plan to saturate all larger stations in the Rostiv with an obvious uninformed or ununiformed, excuse me, police presence, which the killer could not fail 
Yeah, you want your police people to be informed. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Not uninformed. Yeah. That would be just stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the intention was to discourage the killer from attempting to strike at any of these locations and to have um, undercover agents patrol smaller and less busy stations where the murder activities would be more than likely to be noticed. Um, the plan was approved, and both the uniformed and undercover officers were instructed to question any adult male in the company of a young woman or child and note his name and passport number. Now, police de- um, deployed 360 men at the stations, um, but the undercover officers were posted at three of the smallest stations on the route um, throughout the uh, blast where the killer had struck most frequently. Now, in an effort to force the killer to strike one, one of those three stations, the operation was implemented on October the 27th, 1990. Yeah. Now, on October the 30th, police found a body of a 16-year-old boy named Vadim. Now, the wounds of the body of that 16-year-old boy, Vadim, was um, immediately linked to the murderer and to the manhunt, and the youth had been strangled, mm-hmm. stabbed 27 times. Ooh. And castrated. Oh, not his balls. Not his balls. With the tip of his tongue severed. (laughs) And his left eye stabbed. Now, the same day that that boy was found, he lured another 16-year-old boy. So he did. He did it. What what did they they call? What do they call? Two-a-days. He did two-a-days. Yeah. This is a -a (laughs) two-a-day. At another football? station, <laughs> under surveillance from undercover police. So the police just, you know, missed it. Sorry. Now, this one, his body was bearing 40 separate knife wounds. Dang. Now, we're getting, this, this, is the, this is the final murder. Final murder. We're final. at the final murder. Oh, we're at the final murder. Okay. So on November the 6th, 1990, Chikatilo killed and mutilated a 22-year-old woman named Svetlana in a woodland woodland near one of the stations. Now, returning to the railway platform, he was observed by an undercover officer named Igor. Now, who observed him and approached a well and washed his hands and his face? Now, when he approached, he also noted that Chikatilo's coat had grass and soul stains on on his elbows. Probably a little bit of... Come. Probably. No now, Chikatilo also had small red smears on his cheek and what appeared to be severe wound on his finger. Now, of course, to that um, undercover officer, he looked suspicious, obviously. Really? <laughs> now, the really? only reason people entered woodlands near that time frame um, at that time of year was to gather wood and wild mushrooms, which was a popular pastime in Russia. So, now, Chikatilo was not dressed like a typical forest scavenger. He was wearing more formal attire, more formal attire. So, moreover, he had a nylon sports bag, which was unsuitable for carrying mushrooms. So, of course, he stopped Chikatilo and checked his papers and had no formal reason to arrest him. Now, when he returned back to his office, he filed a routine report containing the name of the person that he had spotted at the station and the possible blood smear observed on his cheek. So on November the 13th, <clears throat> um, 
Perostiff's body was found. She was the 36th known victim linked to the manhunt. Police summoned the officer in charge of the surveillance and examined the reports of all men stopped in question on the previous week. Not only was Chikatilo's name upon that report, but it was familiar to several officers involved in the case. So because he had been questioned in 84, he had been placed on that 1987 suspect list that was compiled and distributed throughout the Soviet Union. Now, after checking Chikatilo's present and previous employers, investigators were able to place him in various towns and cities at times when several victims linked to the investigation had been murdered. Now, questioning of former colleagues from Chikatilo's teaching days revealed that he had been forced to resign from two teaching positions due to repeated complaints of lewd behavior and sexual assault made on his pupils. Now, police placed Chikatilo under surveillance on November the 14th, and in several instances, particularly on trains and buses. He was observed approaching um, lone young women or children and engaging them in conversation. In the town or child broke off in conversation, Chikatilo would wait a few minutes and then seek another conversation partner. On November the 20th, after six days of surveillance, Chikatilo left his house with a large jar which he had filled with beer and a small kiosk in a local bark. Now, before he wandered around that town attempting to make contact with children he met on his way, upon exiting a cafe, Chikatilo was arrested by four plain coat... And offering it to minors because the <clears> drinking <throat> age there is much lower than it is here. Yep. So... Yep, 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 Just yep. saying. So then he was arrested for the second time for this crime, Right. So upon that arrest, Chikatilo gave a statement claiming that the police were mistaken and, com- and complained that he had also been arrested in 84 for the same series of murders. A strip search of the suspect revealed a further piece of evidence. One of Chikatilo's fingers had a flesh wound on it. And remember, the cop said that they saw that. Now, medical examiners concluded that the wound was from a human bite. Chikatilo's... Um, ultimate victim which was victor had been physically strong youth so at this um, crime scene the police had found numerous signs of ferocious physical struggle between the victim and his murder and murder so Damn, although you were murdering your words tonight. i know i don't know why so although a finger bone finger bone a finger bone was later found to be broken what's a finger bone and <laughs> i'm not gonna call it finger banging anymore we're gonna call it finger bone finger bone Um, was later found to be broken and his fingernail had been bitten off, Chikatilo had never sought medical treatment for his injuries. I wonder why. Jeez, really? So um, a search of Chikatilo's belongings revealed that he had been in possession of a folding knife and two lengths of rope, and a sample of Chikatilo's blood was taken, and he was placed in a cell inside KGB headquarters in Rostov with a police informer who was instructed to engage Chikatilo in conversation and elicit any information that he could from him. Now, the next day, November the 21st, formal questioning of Chikatilo began. Now, the interrogation was performed by Issa Kostoviv. A strategy chosen by the police to elect a confession was led Chikatilo to believe that he was a very sick individual in need of medical help. No crap. Now, the intention (laughs) was to give Chikatilo hope that if he confessed, he would not be prosecuted by reason of insanity. 
Police knew that their case against Chikatilo was largely circumstantial, and under Soviet law, they had 10 days in which they could legally hold a suspect before either charging them with something or releasing them. Now, on November the 21st, the result of Chikatilo's blood test again revealed that his blood type to be A and not type AB, like on the semen that they found. So due to the amount of physical and circumstantial evidence investigators had thus far compiled, which indi- indicated that Chikatilo was indeed the murderer that they had been pursuing, plus the fact that investigators had deducted the blood type of the murderer that they were pursuing using semen samples obtained from the clothing and bodies of 14 victims as opposed to actual blood samples. So investigators then obtained a sample of his semen to test his blood type, and it was confirmed that his semen was type AB. Yay, they got him on his nut. Yeah. Mm. Whereas his blood and saliva were type A, right. which is weird. But but well, I mean, when you're AB, it's yeah. not uncommon for that to happen. Yeah. So now throughout the questioning, he repeatedly denied that he had committed the murders, and although he did confess to molesting his pupils during his career as a teacher, he also produced several written essays that regarding the actual murders did reveal that psychological symptoms consented with those predicted by that um, profile that was written for the investigators. Now, the interrogation tactics may have been may have caused him to be more defensive, and the informer sharing the KGB sale with the suspect reported to the police that Chikatilo had informed him that he had repeatedly asked him questions regarding the mutilations infected upon, inflected upon his victims. Now, here's the confession. On uh, November th- uh, 29th, at the request of Berakov and Fatisov, Alexander was in, um, invited to assist in the questioning of the suspect. Now, they read extracts from a 65-page psychological profile for Chikatilo, and within two hours, Chikatilo burst into tears and confessed that he was indeed guilty of the crimes for which he was arrested for. And after conversing into the evening, they reported that he was ready to confess. So armed with a handwritten note, they were prepared for the accusation of murders that was dated on November the 29th. Now, the eve of the expiration of the 10-day time period for him to be legally charged. So he was almost at that point, but he didn't get that. Thank goodness he didn't. So the following morning, they resumed the interrogation, and according to the police protocol, he confessed to 34 of the 36 murders that they had linked him to. Now, although he denied two additional murders committed in 86, the police had initially believed that he had committed them. Now, one of whom was Leboeuf, and who was found stabbed to death on July the 23rd, 1986, and whom investigators <coughs> had serious doubts about linking the manhunt. Now, the second was an 18-year-old Irina, which was found um, on August the 18th of 1986, and whose mutilations closely matched those inflicted upon the other victims linked to the manhunt. Now, Chikatilo gave a full, detailed description of each murder and listed out all of his charges, all of which were consistent with the known facts regarding each of the killings. Now, when prompted, he could draw even rough sketches of various crime scenes, so indicating the position of the victim's bodies and various landmarks in the vicinity of the crime scene. So additional details provided further proof that he was guilty. 
So one victim on the list of, char- of charges was a 19-year-old student named Anna, whom Chikatilo had killed on July the 19th, 1984. And he recalled that he had found, he had fought to overpower her. She had stated that a man named Bars would retaliate for his attacking her. And um, they found out that her fiance's nickname was Bars, and that was tattooed on his hand. So in describing his victims, Chikatilo falsely referred to them as classe elements, which um, whom he would lure to seclude area, secluded areas before killing. So in many instances, particularly through not exclusively with his male victims, he stated he would bind the victim's hands behind their back with a length of rope before he would proceed to kill him. He would typically inflict a multiple knife wounds upon the victim and inflicting a shallow knife wound to the chest area before inflicting a deeper stab wound, usually about 30 to 50 in total, which we've kind of talked about. So in question as to why, why most of the victim's eyes had been stabbed or slashed, and, but not enucleated, as the earlier victim's eyes had been, he stated that he had initially believed in old Russian superstition that the image of a murderer is left imprinted upon the eyes of the victim, so he took them out... For that reason. Makes perfect sense. Yep. And he said that he often tasted the blood of his victims. I mean, it doesn't. And he stated he felt chills and shook all over when he tasted their blood. On November the 30th, he was formally charged for each of the 34 murderers. Nice. And, um, which he confessed to all of which being committed through June of 82 through November of 90. And on the following days, he confessed to a further 22 killings which had been connected to the case. So because of the murders that had been committed outside of Rostov, because the bodies were or had the bodies had not been found, or in the case of Yelena, because the innocent man had been convicted and executed for the murder, um, of course he couldn't be charged again. Yeah, he was um, yeah so 56 victims total. 56. Um, some had not been found or could not be found. Right. And he was charged with 53 women and children in between 78 and 1990. But they couldn't do for the other three because they couldn't find their bodies. That's your fault. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and this trial, you. when I say, you know, I kind of watched a little bit of it. It was, uh, is it, they got video and, um, I'm just like, what? I won't be watching. Um, it, it, yeah. uh-huh. he, he was something else. Like I, 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 it's one of the toughest. Is that on YouTube? I, yeah, yeah, I think that's what yeah, I saw YouTube it on YouTube, yeah. please. So, um, he went like he was going through fits, like he was just screaming and yelling, and they had to like contain him, and it was just like it was bad. Yeah, he's it was bad, 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 bad. Um, but. On February 14th, nineteen ninety four, he was yeah. taken from his death row cell to a soundproofed room mm-hmm. and executed with a single gunshot wound behind oh. his right ear. Yeah. About damn time. Nice. He is buried in an unmarked grave. Yeah, because people desecrate that. In the prison, in the prison cemetery. And that, my friends, is the story. Of Andre, of Andre So what is his body count? 56. He was charged with 53. Because the one that was charged with the other guy and then the two that they were unable to find the body so he confessed to later on. Okay. 
Okay, well. <sighs> we got through it. We got through it, guys. <laughs> it might be a two-parter. It really probably should be a two-parter, honestly. It probably won't be. I'm just saying. Ooh, I don't know. Give the fans what they want. Right, we're just going to give it to you. You can you can listen to whatever it to you, you want you. to. All up in your eye sockets. But. <clears throat> this is what rough. My bitch ass is about ready to pass the fuck out right now. So I'm I'm going to ask you a question. What are you taking away from this? That fuck, man. What the hell? That fuck, man. What the <laughs> hell? Fuck, man. What the hell? exactly what she takes I, away I, from I have, yeah. I have no words. Yeah. Honestly. I really, it's leaving you speechless. I really don't have any it's leaving words. leaving you speechless. And um, I hate you both. Okay. Very much. <clears throat> not, not bad. No. I don't think so. Wayne, I don't think it's bad. Wayne, what are you taking away from this? Well, I knew the story. You did, and yeah. I knew it was it was really rough. It, and it that's is. That's why I, I made like really really horrible jokes and such. Yeah. To try to lighten it up because it's <clears throat> one of the worst. It is. That it I've is. heard of. And it so, is. Yeah, this is fucked up. It's oh. it's terrible, and I'm glad he's dead as fuck. Right. What yeah. I'm gonna take away from this is. Bitches, right? <laughs> bitches. I mean, that's number one, right? It's always about it's always the bitches. The bitches. You know? But um, no, in all seriousness, what I'm going to take away from this is I think that because of this murder, murderer, um, I feel like that probably a lot of things have changed. Oh yeah, and things have gotten a lot stricter, which I think is a good thing, and. Um, that's what I'm taking away from it. I'm thankful that I would think it would be a lot better. harder to get away with that. I mean, you Many can now. shoot somebody in the head or whatever, whatever. Right. But, but yeah. 56 Six. people. That's Isn't there insane. another Russian serial killer who tried to beat Chinkatillo's record? Is it? That, 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 that's for another I don't know time. His name. Okay. Yeah, I will have to do that. He was very um, much liked his work. Yeah. And wanted to that was his idol. His, get his number. That was his idol? Yep. But yeah, that's what I'm taking away from it. And and, and yeah, on that note. Don't go killing people. Don't go killing people. That's what I'm going to leave it at. Yeah. On that note, guys. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Listener discretion advised. is advised. Strongly, Strongly. advised. Strongly. All right. Thank you guys rough. for listening. We yes. hope you enjoyed it and stay weird. Bye. Later. This episode of Witches Be Like Podcast was written and recorded by Amy Throckmorton and Ashley Link. It was produced by the boys of Master POS Theater. If you want to get in touch with us, you got an idea, you have a theory, you just want to talk, you can hit us up on Facebook at Witches Be Like Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Witches Be or drop us a line on our email at WitchesBeLikePod at gmail.com. You can find our podcast Anywhere podcasts are sold, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and the like. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the next one. Stay spooky and always be weird.